The great Sean McDonough of ESPN is brought to you by Catches Law Group, New England's injury pros. Set up your free injury consultation at catcheslaw.com. And he joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Sean. What's going on, Greg? How's everybody this morning? Doing great. How are you? Doing fine. Thank you. Preparing for another college football game this weekend as we speak. And, of course, getting ready for... Red Sox baseball right here on the flagship tonight. <laughs> um, Red Sox have played themselves into a tie for last place with the Yankees. Um, That's one way of phrasing it, yes. <laughs> How about the Yankees have done such a good job of playing their way up to a tie for fourth place? Uh, so I, I sit here, I brought this up at the start of the show, and I just am curious about next season and uh the reaction that john henry has to i mean if this goes the way it continues to go to this team finishing in last place three of the four years that heim bloom has been here and is that something in your mind that john henry is okay with well uh, it's the Big question, and I don't know the answer to that, right? Because they have not been particularly verbal lately, you know, in recent years about how they feel about the way things are going. I'm sure they're not happy regardless about finishing in last place. But, you know, if the attitude is, you know, we're building something that's sustainable, we want to compete for championships every year, and we think now we're building the nucleus to do that, then maybe they stick to the plan. But I think it's a hard sell. You know, we saw that yesterday. You know, I, you know, I know that they sort of have talked about they're really not the Tampa Bay model, but, you know, it doesn't help you when you're not good and you're playing the Yankees like last night and there are 7,000 empty seats there, and that costs you money. So I don't know. You know, to me it shouldn't be acceptable, but I think the argument against that would be, well, look at Raphael, look at Casas, look at Abreu, look at Bayo. Look at Jaron Duran. You know, here come the guys that really are going to be a part of this nucleus uh, doing it the way we're doing it. Sean, to drop not just one but two yesterday, is this just they've given up, there's no effort there, or are you still seeing the effort and it's just a talent issue? Uh, to, to drop two against the Yankees, it, it's a bad look for them. Yeah, you know, it's a frustrating day. I mean, when you go 0 for 19 for the day with runners in scoring position, it's going to be hard to win. And, you know, I, I think they're trying hard. I think they're, you know, they're just not very talented. And to that point, neither are the Yankees. I mean, if you look at the lineup, they rolled out there for two days yesterday. In the nightcap last night, they had two guys who hadn't pitched in the major leagues in years. One guy hadn't pitched since 2018. The other guy hadn't pitched since 2019. So, you know, they had journeymen out there. They had rookies, you know, some of whom are prospects, some of whom are just guys. Um, so, you know, it wasn't like they had the uh, – Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Yankee lineup out there either. So, you know, it's, uh, I think they're still trying. I don't think anybody goes up there and says, well, you know what, I don't care. I'll just strike out and get it over with. Um, oh, that played a look a couple times yesterday, <laughs> particularly with runners in scoring position. You know, I think they're trying. I just think, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the standings, Courtney. They're, they're one game over 500. You know, they're exactly 500 at home. They're one game over on the road. Their run differential for the year is plus 14. I mean, it's basically dead even. And I've you know, been saying all along, I think that's who they are. I think they're a 
500 mediocre team, and at the end of the year, the record is probably going to be right around where it is now. So, Sean, we know that they're not going to make the postseason. It pretty much looks like the season's over. I tell people still tune in to hear your sultry pipes. Is that the word, right? When you have like somebody has good pipes, right? But if you, we have his, his, is it sultry? Is that how you say it? Sultry. Sultry. Yeah, you got it. I know I was right on. You know, that's like, you know. I don't know if that's the right description for my voice, but I know you intended it as a compliment. I'm going to take it no matter what. That's a big compliment. It's like, it's like, you know, in the movie with, with, um, 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 with, uh, I kind of think of like, I don't know. Seductive, yeah. uh, but maybe that's my lacking the definition of the word. It's like the movie I saw with Cedric the Entertainer when he played Nighthawk and he was on late at night talking about next song up is okay. Barry White. You know, right. People have okay. made that comparison between me and him uh, several times. <laughs> you know. So we we kind of talked about this a little bit on the show today. the The ownership has to make a decision on direction they want to go in. Do they stick with Cora? and move on from Haim? Do they stick with Haim and move on from Core, or do they run it back with the same guys? What do you think they ultimately do? I think they're going to stick with Haim and move on from Core. Really? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? I think that because they Haim is going to say, you hired me to come here and help save you money and rebuild the farm system. I need a guy that I can pick that I want to be manager that I'm not bumping heads with. This was a guy that... They had already kind of did Cora a favor because of the whole suspension thing and bringing him back. He's not necessarily a Heim Bloom guy. Heim didn't hire him. That is all plausible. If you know the owners are willing to give Heim that kind of power after four years of you know what we have seen so far, and again, I think they're more positive on Heim than the fan base because you know they. They talk about how good their farm system is, and we're starting to see some of the products of that now. And apparently there are more behind some of these guys who have already arrived. So maybe they're content that it's heading in the in the right track. But, you know, knowing this ownership group as we do, they want to win. I, mean, I don't think you care about winning, and then all of a sudden you don't care about winning. I mean, you want to win. Why, why do you own sports teams if you don't want to win? I mean, they, I know they make money off them. <laughs> But I don't think that's their primary motivation, right? So, um, you know, I think they have to make a decision. I just think Alex has more of a leg to stand on because as much as I've said, you know, I wish he wouldn't say the roster is the roster and make it sound like, hey, don't blame me. What am I supposed to do with this mess? Um, You know, I agree with him. (laughs) So basically, (laughs) as we said, I think they gave him a team that's a 500 team. So uh, it's hard for me to blame him for the record. Do, do I think he, you know, do I agree with everything that he's done? No. But do I think he's a good manager? Yes. Curtis, and I'm not sure that we know if we know if Heim Bloom is good or bad. You know, if you went just based on the results, you would say, well, he has less of a track record to stand on than Alex Cora. And sure. I like them both personally. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I'm, I, don't, I never really cheer for anybody to lose their job. But, uh, you know, I, I think Alex has more of the track record. Yeah. Well, I always cheer for you, Sean. And um, I have a question, simple. You noted the 7,000 empty seats. Can you feel, are, are they embarrassed? Like the front, Is this going to be an offseason where there's a bit of a change? Not, I'm not talking about the actual personnel, the people making the decisions. Is there going to be an influx of cash spent this offseason to get the team in a better place for next year? Well, 
I would hope so. I mean, even if you say, you know what, we're, we're building largely from within in our farm system and developing players and that kind of thing, you still need to go out and add infusions of talent, whether it's in trades or in free agency, to supplement that. You know, nobody just sits there year after year after year with the team that they drafted, or very few teams do that. So I would hope so, because, you know, I said to Doug Lane and the other people in the booth last night, Joe and Joe Wild, you know, if they don't do anything in the offseason, they just come back with this group and some, you know, cosmetic little Band-Aids, yeah, I think the attendance is going to continue to go down. Now, maybe it won't because it's people from out of town or fans of the other team, like we saw when the Dodgers were here. But you know, it's you got to give them something a little more to watch. You know, maybe, and I think guys like Rafaela will be fun to watch. Duran became a really fun player to watch, but you know, they need to do they need to do something. Sean, you brought up college football, and so I have this one for you. Which former NFL star has a better chance of getting a win this week, Coach Sanders or Coach Wiggins? Oh. <laughs> well, um, are we still playing Barnstable? No, no, no. Uh, unfortunately, I know you had you had asked, mm-hmm. I think, during the, the radio telethon whether Barnstable had a football team. Unfortunately, Barnstable won that game against Brockton 49-14. to mm. Uh, in oh, tough day for us. I missed that one. Yes. Yeah. Well, they have a very good football team, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yes. Very talented yes. football team. Yes. In Barnstable. Well, who are the boxers playing? Franklin. Franklin. Mm. How are they? Good football team. Well coached. It's not about them, Sean. It's what I tell the kids. It's not about who you line <laughs> up across. It's about you. Right. You do what you're That's supposed right. to do. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then I'm going to say Coach Prime because they're, they're going to win. I think Colorado's significantly better than Colorado State. So, mm-hmm. And I have faith. You know, I'm not jumping off the Wiggy bandwagon yet. I think a loss to Franklin, and we might have to review that. But right. for now, <laughs> we're hanging in there. I'm going to do just like Dion when, when we do start rack, racking up them wins. Do you believe now? <laughs> do you believe? That's all right. How how did you handle this, Wiggy? You know, I, I'm sure it was disappointing. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. It's all about motivating the kids, right? It's all about when I always told them, Curtis tried to give me a good saying, but I couldn't remember it. So I told them the most important thing is this. You get more out of losses than you do from wins because yeah. losses build character. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, like the great Gloria said, and white men can't jump. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. And sometimes when you lose, you really win. Wow. I love it. I love it. Inspirational. Mm-hmm. That is inspirational. Yeah. Did, did you say that? You know what else I would make sure, Wiggy? Like, I would make sure that all your kids go to class and get really good grades because one of the things I've heard like college coaches say is, you know what? We haven't really done that well on the field, but we've had the best GPA as a team that we've had in the last 12 years. Yep. Yeah. That, that's and, known as the Halfley Special. <laughs> yeah. The, the alumni always love that. Yeah. I tell them. No- he was the soccer coach. Uh, at Syracuse for 20 years, and one of my classmates and I was there. And the soccer team always had the best GPA on campus. And I used to say, wow, you've got a lot of good students. He said, no, not really. Every walk-on has a 4.0. I don't care if they've ever played soccer in their life. They're not going to play anyway, but they're on the team, and they're driving our GPA up. So, you know, I, I just go look for the kids who have a 4.0 GPA. It's a brilliant strategy. 
And Curtis, I think uh, BC has Franklin next week. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I was going to say thank God our ratings are up because our state. Uh, by the way, Saturday <laughs> on ABC, part of the Disney family of networks, huh? and um, we almost had that game, but there was a fear that it might be a little one-sided. So we're going to. Morgantown, West Virginia, for the backyard brawl. Saturday night, 7.30 on ABC. I'm sure you'll all be tuned in after Brockton and Franklin. Yeah, listen to that's Pitt, uh, West Virginia. It's a great game. I I once spent a miserable weekend in Mm. West Virginia because my daughter Julia was playing in a soccer tournament down there, and there's not a lot going on down there. Although I like uh, Morgantown, you yeah. know it's a good college town. Yeah, yeah. they well, love their team. No seafood towers. No, uh, there was and a it's bo- really not that hard a place to get to. You know, you, you basically fly to Pittsburgh and drive an hour. So that's it. Yeah. There are a lot harder places to get to in college athletics. So not a bad trip. And even though they're two kind of probably mediocre teams, although I think they might be a little better than that, um, it's usually spirited when they play, and it's a one point point spread. So we just care about close games. All right, Sean McDonough. And who well, knows? Maybe BC will rise up this weekend and you know be the story of college football when they knock off Florida State. But that, you know that's a daunting task. Florida State is really, really yes. good based on the evidence of the first couple of weeks. BC barely beating Holy Cross really uh, put me down a few notches. Holy Cross is very good. Yeah. Still, you know, for their love, I mean that guy. Mark my words. If I'll be stunned if he's still at Holy Cross next right. year or the year yeah. after Bob Chesney. Yeah, I mean, you look at his track record, not just the Holy Cross. He was at Assumption before that. He was at Salve Regina, I think, places where they hadn't won anything in decades, and he immediately turned it around. You know, I know he's already starting to get some interest from, you know, F, uh, FBS schools, and he's a really good guy, too. So, uh, you know, they beat UConn a couple years ago. They beat Buffalo last year. You know, they've knocked off some some decent Division One A teams who are now a FBS team. So, I'm not surprised they gave him the game. They're, they're, you know, they were in their playoffs last year at their level, and uh, he's a tremendous coach. Tremendous. Max Lane's son plays for them. Yeah, they Hunter. Are, they te- they were always competitive in the FCF playoffs. So yeah, right. he's you know, he's a terrific coach. You know, I'm surprised he's still there. I think uh, you know he's very comfortable there, so he's going to be selective if he chooses to go somewhere else. But uh, he will have the opportunity to go someplace else. Wouldn't be surprising to me if it was after this year because. Uh, he is definitely. As a matter of fact, I asked mm-hmm. Brian Kelly. You know, at Notre Dame and now at LSU, he's an Assumption grad. And when Bob got the Holy Cross and he was doing what he's doing, I said, "Did you ever meet Bob Chesney when he was at Assumption?" He said, "Let me tell you something. That guy is going to be a Power Five coach soon. He's a big time coach, wow. and uh, and he really is." So, Holy Cross is lucky to have him. Uh, they've done what they need to do to keep him. He's doing an unbelievable job, but. I think it's going to be hard to keep him there. Sean, great to hear your sultry voice again. There you go. And <laughs> Thank we, you. We I'll, will... I'll try to be more sultry. I'm a little, I'm little hoarse after game day. You know, describing all those hits with men on base last night got a, got a little, <laughs> wait a minute, never mind. Um, <laughs> we'll... but, but tonight is another night. That's I mean, it. you know, for a while the Red Sox were comfortably not in last place. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of took some pleasure out of the Yankees being in last place. So, uh, you know, you know, neither one of these teams wants to finish last. So, um, hopefully, to Courtney's point, there's something here to play for, and uh, 17 games to go. All right. Well, we will talk to you again next week. You got it. Thank you. All right. Good luck, Wiggy. Thank you. There he is, Sean McDonough. Here's Courtney with what is trending before we get to Devin McCourty. 
Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Subaru of New England. The Sox dropped both games in the doubleheader with the Yankees yesterday. The first 3-2, the second 4-1. They've got another one with them tonight. First pitch at 7-10. Listen to Joe Castiglione and Shaw McDonough on the Shaw's and Star Market. WEEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. Tanner Haug will take the mound for the Sox. And before the action, you can hang out with Rich Keefe on the Mass Mutual pregame show at 6. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investment. And with so much to love, you don't want to miss the Subaru of New England A Lot to Love event. For complete details and to find your authorized Subaru retailer, visit SubaruofNewEngland.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. 71 and cloudy, afternoon high around 75.